The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. As we have taken a couple days off, we last, our last episode was last Wednesday prior to Christmas as we've taken some time off. And so happy Monday. And I would say happy Monday is today. It's the day after Christmas. So I asked this question starting off the day after Christmas. Are you overwhelmed? Are you kind of bummed sometimes? The build-up to Christmas is exciting, isn't it? The day after, it's all over. Already looking forward to New Year's? Uh, Maybe glad. By this point, done with the hectic uh, hectic part, ready for the next year. Whatever it is, uh, welcome. Glad you're with us. Hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you had some great time with family. Hope you enjoyed the fellowship. Hope you enjoyed just getting to, uh, just connecting with your family and, and, and worshiping Christ. And we're grateful that as we start the, get ready to start this year off, next year off together, that you allow us to be part of it. So uh, we are going to start today in the book of Philippians. Now, I, as I was looking ahead as to where to go, uh, as I go, our goal in, in this podcast and this devotion really is what it is. Our goal is to go book uh, verse by verse, section by section, chapter by chapter through different books of the Bible. Uh, you can go to our web, our church website, bensalembaptist.org. On the main page, there's a link to a page that has all of these, everything we've done since we started this in the pandemic, uh, in the lockdown time, there's audio, there's video, you can go to Source of Truth podcast, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, places like that, search up Source of Truth, and you're gonna find you know hundreds, hundreds of episodes of this, because we've been doing this for a couple of years now, five a week, uh, and so, but what we wanna do is verse by verse, look through the book. So as I looked ahead at 2023, or just generically a new year, what book of the Bible do I believe would be an encouragement and a challenge as we look ahead? And, and really the Lord just gave me peace to look at the book of Philippians. Uh, Warren Reesby uh, uh, wrote a book a while back and it really kind of breaks down the book of Philippians into four thoughts. And it's the idea of joy, joy over circumstances, over people, over battles, things of that nature. Well, we are going to go deeper than just those four thoughts. Most would agree that the premise of the book of Philippians is joy. Uh, and please remember, joy is not circumstantial. When I mean by joy, joy is not, you know, let me, let me, I guess the best way to explain this is happiness is when everything's going great. When there's a lot of money in the bank, there's food in the refrigerator, um, there is you know, no conflict with family, uh, all, the, all the bills are paid. I mean, everything's great, circumstantially. But the problem with that is happiness can disappear when the circumstances do. When you find out there's an illness and you find out, you know, the power bills, as they probably are, are going to be more expensive this winter and get continue to go. And all of these circumstances change. Well, if, if we're not careful, our emotions and everything grow with those changing circumstances. Joy is different. Joy is not based on circumstances. As a matter of fact, you can be in a scenario where you are not happy, but yet you have joy. Joy is not this excitement. Joy is this peace. It's a confidence that comes when we know that in the midst of circumstances that just are miserable and don't make sense, that we have hope. That we have hope that we're not alone. We have hope this what we're in is going to end. We have hope that God is going to work us, help us and teach us and get us through this at some point. So as you look at the book of Philippians, we're going to understand this premise of joy. Joy simply is Christian's hope found in Jesus. It's really what it is. So what I want to do is I just want to give some introductory thoughts in the first verse or two of Philippians, and then we'll dig deep into much of what Paul is saying. So let's start off in verse 1. It says, Paul and Timotheus, we see these are written from Paul and from Timothy, uh, the servants of Jesus Christ, 
to all saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Now, of course, you recognize immediately this is written to the church of Philippi. It's written, he is writing, if you go back to the book of Acts, this is where it started, uh, and he's writing from prison, more than likely uh, house arrest, uh, where he's waiting the result he's been in, you know, he's going to be in prison for a period of time. Well, the, the kings just don't know what to do with them. And so he kind of waits there in this period of time. So, but he's still in a place where he can't move. He can't travel. And so he takes this time to write. More than likely, God said, sit in this place, in a place of comfort, and begin to write my book. And that's w- really what ended up happening. But it's interesting, though. You go back, so you, so you know that we go back to Acts, if you want to look at it, you see that Paul's sitting in prison. He's sitting, or at least in house arrest, the best way to put it. He's not able to go. He's able to see people, but he's not able to go. So people are coming. They can take the letters he's writing and take it to the churches. Uh, but he's sitting there. Now, you can easily look and say, immediately, Paul's passion was to travel the globe to give the gospel. And he'd been on three missionary journeys up to this point. Well, now he's told to sit. He's told to stop. And it won't be long before his life is ending. And he knows this, and he puts it all together, and he has to be content that what God has used him to do in the previous three missionary journeys is what God did. And now he's at a second point. Now I need to write. I need to do something different in this part of my life. This is one of the more complicated things to do because a lot of times we want to go back to what we're used to. We want to go back to what we expect. We want to go back to what we want God to do in the new stage because we're not really sure what's going on can bring with it confusion and uncertainty. Well, how does he have a mindset of strength and joy. Well, he, let's go back to the beginning of the verse because you'll see Paul's and even Timothy's mindset at the beginning of this. He says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, other translations call them slaves, bond servants, whatever term you want to use. Uh, here's where his premise. While Paul was in house arrest or in jail or prison, whatever term you want to use, he was not free to go. While that's true, notice that he doesn't say he's a bond servant or he's a slave of um, Rome, which is really where he was. He's not that. He is a servant and a slave to Jesus. He recognizes, listen, I can just deny all of the stuff and stop preaching Jesus. And that's what they wanted. If he would just deny that he was wrong, start, stop preaching Jesus, he'd be allowed to go. But his refusal to do that is what placed him where he's at. And so as you look at this, you say he has chosen. He says, I'm only here under house arrest and in in the thing that ultimately will mean my life simply because this is where God wants me to be. And so in that case, here's some things about the bondservant. They have no true control over their life. They have no true... And, and understand the idea of a bondservant. A bondservant in those days was different than what we think of as a slave. A bondservant is somebody who worked for somebody because they owed them somebody. So a lot of times people would find a way they were either in debt and so they would go work for somebody to pay off their debt. They had Somebody had given them money to be able to leave the area, to come somewhere to live uh, as a foreigner, and they would work for them to pay off that debt. Either way, they owed money to somebody, and they'd work for that person until that money was paid. Um, in this situation, it's an intriguing way to look at it. He says, I'm a bondservant. Why would he say that? Because he, understood, he understands everything that he got from God. Everything he got from Jesus. This man that at one point he persecuted, now that he's zealously preaching, he understood that I'm not just a slave, I'm a bondservant. I am here because I owe so much to my Savior. And the position he's in, he's in it. He's in it simply because this is where God wants him to be. So you look as he writes, and he's writing to this church of Philippi, and, he, and he's saying, listen, over the next few 
pages or letter pages of letters that I'm going to write to you. I'm going to tell you as a church how you can find joy even when things t- everything tells you you should not be able to. But it starts with a mindset. Paul's mindset was, I'm here because God wants me here and I'm okay with that. It's not always easy to do, but it is an absolute necessity. And his position was one that allowed him to recognize God is still going to use us. And by the way, he did. All that time sitting, writing the Bible, we use, I mean, so many times, personally, I've read the book of Philippians and preached it and heard other people do it. There are so many people who have come to Christ, have been encouraged and strengthened as a result of this letter that probably may not have been written had he not been in jail. We don't know that for a fact, but it's an opinion I have. But you see that God, even in times that makes no sense, still used him. Here's the principle we can get from this as you come to the end. I, your circumstances will not always be easy. They will not always seem fair. But if you understand them, somehow God will allow your circumstances for his glory and for your good. We don't always understand it because we always see things from a selfish human point of view. We can't see God's perspective. But if we trust him, and that is always not always easy, but if we trust him, we can see his perspective. We can see what he wants to do. And we can watch him flourish, help us to flourish in the midst of uncomfortable or un undesirable circumstances, exactly where Paul saw himself. In this coming year, I have no idea what 2023 has to offer for you. Maybe you're carrying over into it something that is a bit heavy in your heart. Maybe you're looking into a new year and God's got something where he's going to prepare you, but that's not what you want. In all of that, can I challenge you that end this year, keeping your eyes on Jesus, look to the next year, Continue to keep your eyes on Jesus. If your eyes are on Jesus and they're solely on Jesus, you will, might be, you'll be easier to see your circumstances from the perspective of God's has something good from it. If your eyes are so totally on the circumstances, you will be overwhelmed just because circumstances change. There's nothing solid in them. May you keep your eyes on Jesus this coming year. And, and seriously, stay in, t- in your knees and beg God to show himself strong in this year no matter their circumstances. Thanks for joining us as we take a couple days together uh, in the Word of God. It's Monday right after Christmas. Again, we're going to have a devotional tomorrow and Wednesday, and then we will not have one Thursday and Friday, and then we'll pick back up to our normal schedule next week. Uh, We do greatly appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. We hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you have a great week as maybe you spend some extra time away uh, from your work with your family. And uh, again, we thank you for participating with us. We hope you have a great week and hope maybe you'll join us again tomorrow.